It's the Redirect Podcast. Search industry research, discussion, and analysis from the Black Truck Media and Marketing Headquarters. And now, redirecting you to the Black Truck Team. Welcome to episode 26 of the Redirect Podcast. It is Friday, December 22nd, 2017. I am Jason Dodge, founder of Black Truck Media and Marketing. Welcome this week by the entire crew, Ashley, Patrick, and Adrian of the Black Truck team. Welcome, guys. Happy hey. holidays. Hey. So this, this week, instead of reviewing any kind of uh, you know industry news, trends, things of that nature, we're going to flip things around and try and be very actionable on, you know, I think so we have a lot of discussions about this internally. We've written on our blog about it before. Uh, Primarily, we'll probably talk more about like B2C type brands here, but you're doing so much, especially if you're in the retail landscape, like you're doing so much leading up to year end. You're doing so much trying to make sales around the holidays, but then what? Like, what do we do after the holidays? So that's the, that's the purpose of this week's podcast and the purpose of this discussion is what do we do after the holidays, whether you're a retailer, whether you're an e-commerce player, I say even too, like whether you're, you know, you could even be a big B2B player. What do you do um, in the online space? What should you be thinking of? So who wants to go first? I'll play along. All right, Pat. <laughs> um, so first caller. First caller. Line one. Um, so I like to look at it as a, like the first of the year is kind of like an R&D type of time, like research and development and make the most of of uh, maybe any downtime you might have. It seems like it's, if you look at a chart or a line graph of your traffic, it's, you see a lot of Q1 light stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing the, the research comes from looking at the analytics. Um, I think a great place to start is in Search Console and look at 90 days. Look at the full 90 days. So it's... Also oh, everything leading up to yeah, the holidays. Yeah, so you're... Um, your holiday traffic, especially if you're an e-retailer, um, really kind of starts to ramp in October. Um, so I would look at um, what drove impressions and what you wish would have gotten clicks and what did get clicks. From, strictly speaking, from an organic search yeah, perspective. From the organic organic side. Yeah, from the yeah. organic side. Um, and then take a look at those, because that, that's, a, that's a treasure trove of keyword information. Mm-hmm. And then jump over to analytics and compare your page traffic. You know, so every one of those clicks that you see in Search Console becomes um, a piece of data in analytics. Mm. And then go to analytics and see where they're landing and what they were doing on the site. And then create uh, an action plan based on that content that that they're landing on and what they're doing with it based on those keywords. Take a look at what uh, those impressions from Search Console, which you wanted to be clicks but weren't clicks, and incorporate that into a content plan. Maybe not just blogging content, but revamping your product pages. Maybe it's time to revisit that. Yeah, mm-hmm. or, or take a look at what might be um, a product that, if you're a maker of some sort, or maybe you're looking at a new feature on one of your products that are a bit ability to adjust, or even if it's just a, a service area that maybe you missed out on a few, um, just the nomenclature was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, adjust and move forward from that. So it's really kind of, in, in a lot of cases, that could be that refresh of evergreen, mm-hmm. keystone-type content, right. depending depending on what, mm-hmm. again, what space you're in. If it's 
if it's like that product category page versus an individualized product. Because if you are an e-retailer, e as you put it, um, you could be dealing with some products that are like flavor of the month, flavor of the season. So you have to take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, are those um, can you can you use your data to look for any trends and do those trends map out into right. even just Q1 2018? Yeah, pull, pull that out, like, you know, build that plan Q1 and then launch hard Q2 mm -hmm. or even, you know, just ride those coattails as long as you can and get in there and try and play in that game. Mm-hmm. Anybody have anything to add on that? Like, what do you I think also, to piggyback on what you're saying, instead of kind of like taking, if you're looking at your whole year and you're putting so much money and effort into Q4, I'm saying take 10, 15% from that and apply it to Q1 to make your Q1 bigger than everyone else's Q1. Mm. So instead of just like blowing it all out in Q4 and then having like nothing left, and you know, I, I know you, since it's like fiscal year and whatever you're books look like it's going to be different for lots of different companies but I'm saying you know spending Q1 with the mindset of Q4 I guess so that you're taking that momentum and moving it forward mm -hmm. um, and I think that way also in terms of content like if you watch I mean you know like around the holidays is kind of like dead time especially between Christmas and New Year's and so take that time um, to build like a cache of content or um, like Pat was saying, you know, refresh some of those pages that might be a little bit stale, but kind of get that head start on that. Um, and people have money now. Like, <laughs> people get money at Christmas. Yeah. And they get gifts, and they trade things, and they have gift cards, and they're ready to spend. So you don't want to hide from them in mm -hmm. Q1. You want to be in front of them in Q and during Q1. Um, so I think that's the perfect time to launch new ads, new product. Um, try out new contests or campaigns ad wise or you know like through like advertising or even um, you know contests on Facebook um, to try to stay in front of that audience that already is kind of paying attention because they're in the buying mode. Mm -hmm. Well I would say too to kind of piggyback off of that too in, in conversation is that if you were doing your diligence hopefully you did and, and so in Q4 and the holiday shopping season like Regardless of whether or not you were running AdWords campaigns or paid social campaigns mm -hmm. in Facebook or something like that, I sure as hell hope you were building lists in analytics. It's not too late. So building lists and tagging that traffic so that then you could go back into Q1 and, and remarket to those people too. Mm, right. um, because, uh, you know, especially if you have those add-on type products, or if you know that that your your product and service might have a high likelihood of returns and exchanges and things like that, so somebody's going to come back to your site, that's another opportunity to to tag them and to work mm -hmm. into what and you're. And then saying. I think if kind of all else fails and none of this stuff sort of fits your model, I think that you need to use some level or form of appreciation as a tactic in Q1. Like mm -hmm. you made it through the year, thanks for this or thanks for that or whatever, and then you know, start Q1 with, like, appreciation and gratitude as opposed to um, being silent or even, like, grabby with, like, mm -hmm. maybe too much advertising. So kind of that balance. Just, like, some nice follow-up? Like, not in your face, just more thanks for your patronage? You, or, yeah, you know, we're here to support you the whole year. Not, you know, I mean, there are a lot of uh, e-commerce sites that, like, just rely. Like, we had this whole conversation came from, like, they rely from, 
on sales from like November and December and that's their whole year. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying maybe spread that out. Like it's cool to have like a really great like November and December, but you can't not make money the rest of the year. Yeah. It's just not yeah. possible. Shut your stupid 15% right. off. You can't do it. Uh, um, pop up. I yeah. mean, you know, <laughs> let's, and let's just be honest about that anyways. Uh, consumers are programmed now to sign up for you know, with a garbage email address just right. to get the code to then go and stack it on top of yep. another one. Don't do that as you head into the new year. And if you look at like the trends and how people offer discounts, let's say online, you could almost probably shut off like a lot of stuff about, I don't know, a couple of days even before Christmas because as soon as they yeah. can't get it shipped yeah. to make it to you on time, why are you still like, yeah, then why you can are you pick up January yeah. 1, no. 2, 3 no. or whatever so that you can, like maybe that's the money you save mm -hmm. for that next mm -hmm. Um, for the start of Q1. I mean, you have to think about it as a buyer, not a seller. So, so another thing too is to think about you're a lot of times companies are so focused to the time leading up to Christmas, mm -hmm. but consider the time between Christmas and New Year's. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of, if you are from a, um, let's just face it. If you're from a modern, uh, air quotes, modern family that has <laughs> divorced parents or multiple grandparents involved or something like that, multiple family parties, all of that. You know what? You're not, you're not cramming to get all your shopping done before Christmas. You know darn well there's going to be some deals right after Christmas. You've got some time. You've got another week in there. I wouldn't let off the gas. I certainly would not throttle down anything that I was doing until well after the new year. And even then, to your point, Adrian, I would certainly think about what does it look like even two weeks, three weeks after that? Yeah, and it's like, you know, industry dependent, of course, but mm -hmm. I think staying on the radar is sort of the key, right? Mm -hmm. So that people don't mm -hmm. necessarily, I mean, I don't know, maybe they don't act, but you don't want them to forget about you. And there are lots of people that kind of have gone to this, like, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and then after the holidays buying extravagant. Oh, Valentine's Day. You know, like, and then all of a sudden you're into February, and then yeah. that's a whole nother cycle for some e-commerce sites. And I don't know, just, I think it's important to be relevant all the time, yeah. but particularly around, you know, those buying times for people. And um, if you're a good brand, you have more to offer than just a sale. And that's what I keep going back to with, with lots of clients and, and lots of people I've worked with. If you're just going to be a sale brand, then what are we doing all the rest of this stuff for? You know, like, so I think to recap, just be a sale brand. to recap that brand is that you have or that, that point is that you have an opportunity, especially during the holidays when leading up to, to you're introducing a lot of people to a brand, your brand. But you have a real key opportunity to then create brand ambassadors, mm -hmm. evangelists, what, call it what you will, that then builds loyalty over time mm -hmm. um, instead of them just focusing on the sale. I mean, really, if you're an e-commerce brand particularly, you don't want people only buying during sales times because you're frankly not making as much money mm -hmm. anyway. So, you know, you want people to be buying it lots of times, not just when it's on sale or when it's Christmas or... Are there whatever. any brands that any of you have, you can name the brand or just even talk about the, the type the type of product it was, but are there any brands that maybe were gifted to you that you can think you then went and said, you know, you had a good experience with the product or service and said that you went and continued to be a buyer of mm -hmm. the product? I think there's a lot of brands right now too that don't do sales. And I don't mind that. 
you know, they're going to do promotion of product over time. And um, I think that that's something too. But in terms of being gifted a brand, I mean, usually I think about, this is always going to go back to alcohol, unfortunately, <laughs> but, um, you know, when you get a gift of something, you know, that you haven't tried before mm -hmm. and you like it, you add it to like your rotation of maybe like beer flavors or, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, and, or it's something that maybe you wouldn't splurge on and it's like a higher quality of a version that maybe you get all the time. And so just having, I think, you know, there's a lot of, um, smaller like microbreweries or distilleries or whatever where maybe I'm not picking up that all the time for just a party or just whatever but it's like special yeah you know like your bourbon or your, you know it's something special so I kind of think about consumables in that way mm -hmm. like I probably wouldn't have bought this but this is really good chocolate or this is really great you know whatever um and then that can make its way into like your rotation how would Pat your experience recently so um I'm gonna pick on you just because you but the, we'll call it the Christmas fish, oh, yes. if you will. Ah. Fish, fishes? Yeah. Fishes? Um, and so how does, the, how does the local market, you know, the places like that and bakeries and things like that are just, they're seeing, so this is an in-store transactional deal. How are they just banking the majority of their business on this time of year and not following up with you for other special occasions or points and right. periods in your life or even just a summer night where you're like, you know what? I think I think it's Saturday yeah. night. I'm gonna grill. I'm gonna grill some fish, or I'm gonna grill, uh, you know, a really nice steak or something right. like that. Why Why are they not? That's a good doing point. That? Yeah. So um, I just bought today. Um, I'm hosting Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That's <laughs> that. Hosting uh, Christmas Eve dinner and Christmas Day dinner. So I'm opted for seafood. Went to the local fish market. We have a really great fish market here in town. Uh, and I bought some quality product um and they don't they they have not captured me for year-round no, stuff nothing because i'm aware that they're there and i've grew up around fish and i knew what quality fish is and i know that there isn't anywhere in town here where i could go and get an exotic piece of fish that will be trustworthy so i don't even waste my time doing any online research i know that they're there i paid at the counter i didn't do any e-communications with them so I'm not on a list. Mm -hmm. I don't follow them on Facebook or any social media platforms. And they haven't captured me at all. So now it's, it's up to me, like, like you said, if like maybe I want to grill something nice for 4th of July. Mm -hmm. It's up to me to then just go back and do that. Hmm. So you're a little atypical in that, in that room. Old fashioned. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Before the social media. Man. <laughs> a brand that I was going to mention. Off the lines. Wow, uh -huh. Andrea was, Adrian kind <laughs> of. You were just all over the place. All over it. Um, well, she was speaking, a brand I was thinking is Harbor Freight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, a third-tier, second-tier tool company. It's import tool yeah. company, sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, they do a great job of staying relevant to the audience that is theirs. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I own their audience, and I really enjoy their emails. They're one of the only emails that go to my junk account that I read regularly. Um, and they also do a great job of poking me with those other things that I don't really need, but they... they <laughs> they stay in the forefront of my mind like, maybe I do need another flashlight. <laughs> you know, when I'm looking for a sander. Yeah. You know, so it's, it, they do a really good job of year round. They always have a reason to send an email and tell you about it. And it's not regular. You know, I don't notice a habit. A habit. Maybe you do, Jason, because you're, you're a tool guy as well. And, but I, I feel like Harbor Freight does a great job of always being 
ready for me to review. Maybe that's me also being um, a budget conscious person, but at the same time, I know that if you get the right tool from Harbor Freight, it can be competitive with sure. my needs compared mm-hmm. to what might be at the big box. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, those tools come from the same factory, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, good points. Sure. Good points. Ashley, what do you what do you have to add to this conversation? Oh, man. On, that, on that regard. Well, well, I mean, I mean, I'm going to interrupt. Like, is there a brand though that you have been gifted? Like, to kind of circle back on that, is there anything that? I was thinking about that and nothing really stands out. I haven't been gifted anything that's like any major brand that would kind of have that loyalty. Even a local, even a local one though. I think though that uh, there's a lot of, that's probably where the missing link is. There's a lot of small businesses that could do a good job at just saying like, you know, there's obviously there's some logistical challenges there, but just even getting an email list or getting, getting some sort of contact info so that you can do it in a smart way. You're not bombarding people, but you start to learn what their likes and dislikes are. So I will say today I went to a local business and I bought a small gift and I was encouraged to sign up for their e-newsletter list, which I'm not even sure they send out, but (laughs) there's like a pad of paper, like a a legal pad. And I put in my information and then of course I can see everybody else's information. She took a photo of it. (laughs) So I was like, well, no, I didn't do that. But Mm -hmm. Um, the next thing she, right. The next thing she said to me was, you know, about the Facebook, right. And I was like, oh, you know, they have a big sign in their window. Like like us on Facebook. Here we go. Like us on the Facebook. And she was like, oh, we only have, you know, 546. I was like, that is a very specific number. You must've just looked (laughs) (laughs) you know, we just really don't know how to utilize this tool just yet. And you know, so the next time I go back, obviously I'll take a stack of business cards. But um, <laughs> I think that they know they have to try and yeah. they know what to ask, but they don't know then how to implement like it after, right? Yeah. So, so now she has my email and she has my name and um, there's a, I did look at her Facebook. It's not anything that I would be interested in seeing really regularly. Mm-hmm. I drive past the place every single day. Um, but it is interesting that they kind of like even small places know they need to be in front of you everywhere and like in the, even in those spaces. And I go in there all the time. I mean, like they track you by your phone number when you take an or, you know, so I just find it fascinating that like they can't figure out how to operationalize it. Mm -hmm. Um, so they know what they need or they think they know what they need, but they don't know how to move sort of move that forward. And the place that you went to today, too, I know that they have an email list and I know that they have Facebook and all that stuff because I think I, I've even liked it or whatever, but I've never actually purchased from them. So mm-hmm. while you're, you're the one that's spending your money there, you're not signed up for any of that stuff. I'm right. signed up for the stuff and I'm not buying shit from them. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting like, the two, like how this all works is that it's supposed to be an integrated feel and you know pulling people in and keeping them as customers and loyal, but I, you know, I don't think that they put out a lot of content and so I feel like I've probably never been asked to go shop there. I just right. know that they're it's there and mm-hmm. they're local it's and I a, appreciate what they do. It's but. a refined audience. You know, mm-hmm. not everyone can handle seafood and, you know, being mm-hmm. in Michigan, we're used to our right. great oh, gosh, yeah. fish and our small pan fish, mm-hmm. you know, and that's definitely, I mean, they have that at this fish market, but they cater to the air, air freight stuff yeah. overnight, the, the fresh never mm-hmm. frozen and and it's coming from the coast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And because of the way I was raised around seafood, um, I know what is going to be expected of a place like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to have 
myself in front of like their social media or their email letter. Um, you might actually be annoyed by that then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but because I, it's a tool. I see it as a tool. Their restaurant, or their their mm-hmm. service is a tool. I I know that I need to access a quality mm-hmm. item, right. and mm-hmm. they are the tool mm-hmm. to provide yep. it. Yep. No, that's good. All right, Ashley, you're on the hook now. Oh, sing! I got that fishy. Oh, I didn't even go there. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Dad joke. This is my 2017 dad joke of the year. Last one of the year. Yep, snuck that one. <laughs> now we got a podcast next week. Look out. Okay. Well, my contribution kind of goes back a little bit to what Patrick already brought up. Um, so this isn't really anything different than what you should be doing throughout the year, probably anyway. But. Um, you know, Patrick suggested starting with uh, Search Console, and my suggestion is to also, um, starting in analytics, look at the content, um, the specific pages that have done really well for you over the past year, whether that looks like, um, you know, your goals for your website will be different depending on your business, but whether it's conversions, um, whether it's time on page, you know, whether it's a, a low bounce rate, meaning that they're going to other pages on your site to find out more. Um, look at the content, whether it's blog posts or your staple cornerstone pages um, that are doing really well for you. And then also see what might be similar but not, not doing as well for you. Mm. Um, and going back to what Patrick said, you know, seeing how you can make improvements based on what people are searching related to that. Um, yeah, through keyword research, um, seeing how people are finding your website, you know, trying to kind of play detective and see why people might not be drilling deeper on your site and then making those improvements. Right. Maybe take a look at maybe the, the, the blog post about that item is mm-hmm. doing really well, but it's not driving traffic to the product page that is featured in that right. blog. Yep. Maybe take the keywords that are performing well for that mm-hmm. successful page mm-hmm. and inject it into the coinciding page. Yep. And um, if it's a blog that is getting a lot of traffic and it's a topic that you can write more about, then you're, you're building up your mm-hmm. content calendar for, for the new year. So I think so. that's a good that's a good segue, though, is we've, if we look at the top points that everyone's touched on it's it's reviewing your analytic data through that time um using the downtime to bolster up some of the additional content or even even just marketing things that you're doing whether it's online or not um do some appreciation some follow-up um i think the big thing is for me the question that comes back to is so how do you stay relevant after the sale and that could be we could ask that question any time of the year how do I stay relevant after the sale to my audience, but specifically during this time of year where we have a really big candid audience um, of, of shoppers and buyers is how do I stay relevant to you? Think of an, think of like Amazon, like, you know, if my, I'm, I'll, maybe I'll say like my mom would be shopping for me, my sister, my wife, people like that. So she could go anywhere from, you know, myself, who's a car guy and like garage tinkerer to maybe more like, home kitchen wares. I can't imagine the the nightmare that it is for someone like Amazon to sort that out because all of a sudden mm-hmm. are they going to remarket to you based on the things that you've bought already? Like your profile's just <laughs> got to be just screwed up during that time frame. But if you're more of a one-off personalized, like, you know, 
if if you are savvy enough of an e-commerce player, if you are savvy enough of just a marketer, can you look at maybe some of the names on that list and where the product is being sent to to try and build some profiles out, you know, whether it's whether it's buyer personas or something like that that, that says, okay, this is an individual who bought something for another person in their life, meaning this is an opportunity to be smart about it and reach out to them after the sale and sell them more things for other times in that person's life, right? Mm. So that's that's one avenue, one approach. The other approach is is hopefully you've done your work up front to be able to influence that person who's received the gift, um, you know, to, to be able to follow up, provide them with an easy way to follow up with the brand mm. um, and to kind of be more, more ingrained with the brand. This is an idea that I have. So, so kind of top things are looking at your analytics, uh, really understanding that data. What does that tell you in terms of where you've been versus where you're going to move forward to, um, and develop some, some better, maybe content strategies around that to, to move forward as well. And, um, what about, how about on the social front or just general, like digital communications front, additional things that could be done? Well, I mean, another thing that I had here to talk about today was basically how Facebook is trying to limit gimmicks. Yeah. And this totally. isn't new news, right? It's a couple days old by now. But um, in order to, to sort of, they're doing two things. One is regard to fake news, and that's something we have to talk about at a different time because it's just too much. <laughs> but the second one is engagement bait and how mm-hmm. inflammatory headlines... Like, you could probably name a few select sources that are very inflammatory. Um, But, you know, they're trying to get rid of, like, click here if you're a Gemini. Click here to get your (laughs) this. Click Mm -hmm. here to get your whatever. And it's, you know, sometimes it's exactly what you wanted. You take a quiz and you learn that you're supposed to marry Prince Harry or whatever. (laughs) And sometimes... Were you supposed to marry Prince Harry? No. Mm, Because you just said it's exactly what you wanted. I think I I was. You know, you can... there are those things, and then there are things like click here for the top ten, uh, whatever, whatever, and you must know feet. the top ten, right? You must know what those are. Um, but they're actually review like they built this model that um, by feeding in several types of headlines and um, actual articles to create and foster like machine learning, basically through this engagement model, allegedly. Facebook magic, <laughs> um, but they are going to start demoting from the new from your newsfeed these type of um, clickbaity or what they're calling engagement bait um, from your newsfeed. And after a period of time, if you if you're a brand and you get caught doing this over multiple times, basically, then your whole, like your whole profile can be demoted mm. essentially. So that over time, less and less of what it is that you have to say, um, you know, makes it into the feed of you know, us, people mm. like us. Um, and, you know, they, they claim to have this, like, refi- repeat offender program or whatever in, pro- in process or in progress. And I'm trying to figure out then, and I haven't been able to find any information on this, but after you get caught, and this happens a lot, and you get demoted and demoted and demoted, can you ever get undemoted? Mm. Like, can you ever get back oh. on the good list? Like, if you get blacklisted in Right, Google, if you've been on, like, the naughty yeah. list mm. for, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. 10 months, and maybe you're acquired by a new publisher, or something happens. Like, how do you get back into, like, the Facebook good graces? And I haven't yeah. really been able to figure that out just yet, but another thing I had a question about in that, but that I could find in Remedy pretty easy, was 
posts that are asking for help. Oh, help. Like uh, fundraising, for, so nonprofit, so fundraising, a missing kid, um, you know, someone that's looking for recommendations for travel or mm. a great restaurant. Hive or, mind. You know, I mean, like it goes on and on, like all these different types mm-hmm. of things that could be sort of clickbaity or like baby. Yeah. And those things allegedly will not be penalized. But I don't know how you would like. Are know those the ones difference. that come from an individual though versus a brand? But I mean, if you think of polls, I mean, there's a lot of things that fall into this sort of murky water. So there is, but I also think too that we don't give a lot of times we don't give the machines a whole lot of credit in that <laughs> regard, and I think that they're a lot smarter and know a bit more than we. Right. Uh, so on. so long story short, they're going to demote, actively review and demote from your newsfeed engagement bait posts. And they're going to keep, so that you should still see, posts asking for help, advice, missing kids, missing pets, fundraising, travel tips. Those should not be impacted. And um, the penalty is decrease in reach analytics and um, demotion, basically. I I saw one more element to that. It's the posts that are begging for likes and shares. For likes or comments. Right. That would be one of them. Unless you're paying for them, of course. Unless you're paying for them. But if if you're straight up saying... Please like this. Yeah, click here for, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Those are going to go away. Yeah, so they're trying to, like, foster more authentic engagement. Everyone wants authenticity and, you know, uh, and that kind of thing. And I get it, but I feel like if you can train a machine, you can trick a machine. Like, there's all these <laughs> things, right? Where's the sure. human element? Still, like, yeah. Facebook, we're still begging for, like, the human review element. And, so if you're doing um, clickbaity things in Q4, maybe... Stop doing yeah, you should probably knock it off. Yeah. yeah, well, this already started, like, on the 18th, I think, okay. is when it allegedly went into uh, So you're, you're well on to it. All right, so, so, so... Knock it off. So fire round. If you could give one more tip from everyone uh, for what to do beyond the holidays for your digital marketing, what would it be? Go. Um, use, use your... Spend money. Okay. Don't not spend money. Cool. Keep your budget up. Keep the budget up. Okay. Keep pushing what what it is that you do and mm-hmm. um, people have money to spend let them spend it with you great point don't complain research hmm. meaning define uh, that a little bit more don't complain that you're slow and no one's buying your stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. find out why people aren't buying, buying your stuff, stuff yeah. and then find a solution it's huh? great great yeah yeah so use the holiday time as a means to ask the questions yeah. of why you're liking it why you're buying it what you're doing with it Use that, feed it in with what you're doing on the analytics side. Go forth and conquer, 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 conquer. Conquer. Ashley? Well, I don't mean to contradict anything um, that Adrian said at all because I agree 100%. But also, you know, spend money, but also don't be annoying. Like, don't, like, let people know that you're there, but also don't, don't be, don't beg for mm-hmm. business, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, and I think that's a really good point. And I'll close with, like, let's just classy things up a little bit. We've been on that trend, hopefully, for the past at least, like, year and a half um, that there's there's certainly new regulations that are coming down the, the pipeline. Um, Google Chrome's ad blockers and things like that that you need to be aware of. And, and a lot of that will hit certain ad networks and certain websites. But just... Just be real, so be intentful with the ads that you're doing on follow-up, but be classy and be tasteful about it. Don't be clickbaity, spammy, mm-hmm. and things like mm-hmm. that. So my big thing is I hopefully you have at least captured some audiences, even if it's an all-users type audience, to remarket to them and, uh, and to be able to stay in front of them uh, on a year-round basis from a paid 
from a paid search perspective or, or display perspective. So those are kind of the big the big deals. So we ran through a lot of topics. Yeah. Or a lot of points. I think that's good. Anybody have anything closing they want to add? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right. Cool. I'm looking forward to cooking some fish. <laughs> awesome. All right. So until next time, good luck. Happy holidays. This has been the Redirect Podcast. Check out the show notes at blacktruckmedia.com and add us on iTunes and Stitcher.